This is the Emergency Medical Minute, sponsored by Mile High Ambulance. The Emergency Medical Minute is excited to announce that we are now offering AMA, PRA, Category 1 credits via online course modules. To access these and for more information, visit our website at www.emergencymedicalminute.com backslash CME-courses, or simply click on the link in our show notes and create an account. I guess I mainly talk about fevers in infants that are less than two months. So there's really two categories. If you have a fever in an infant that's less than 29 days, those are the ones where we do the big workup. Mainly the name of the game with infants is you're trying to make sure they don't have a bacterial infection. And the reason you don't want them to have a bacterial infection is even a well-appearing infant with a early bacterial infection can go on to develop serious disease. So we call those invasive bacterial infections. And so that's the whole point of the whole thing. And actually it's, it's not that common that they do have a bacterial infection. So if you look at the numbers in kids that are less than 29 days and they come in with a fever and fever is 38 degrees or 100.4. If they're 100.2, you can watch them, but that, you know, 100.4 is the hard cutoff. So if you look at the numbers, when you look at some of these bigger studies, like you have how many kids have bacterial infections in all these workups we do, only about 10%. So the other 90% are gonna have a virus. But the 10% that do have a bacterial infection can be a serious disease that could go on to cause serious harm. The most common infection in those 10% is definitely a UTI. So you're still gonna get most of your infections from UTIs. So the urine usually will tell you the story. So it's like 80%. The other 20% are weird things, pneumonia, soft tissue, osteomyelitis, and then the worst one's meningitis, so that's why we always tap them. And so even though that's a low percentage, it can be hard. That's why parents are so hesitant, because parents are always like, it can't be anything serious. Even when you review the numbers with them, they don't want to do it. And that's really my job, not your guys' job, but to make sure they know, well, yeah, it's rare, but one out of 10 is not that rare. You don't want to take a chance with your newborn. So that's kind of the name of the game. And then of course the meningitis, meningitis is more like one out of a thousand and it's rare, but that's why we tap all of them. But I haven't had a case of bacterial meningitis since like residency. So it it is rare, but they come along. The kids less than 29 days, there's some different management of 21 to 29 days. There's different, different research out there for me and most of the colleagues I have. 29 days and less, we're giving them antibiotics and we're admitting them. The 29 to 60 days, if your blood work looks good, if your CSF looks good, if your urine looks good, they could go home without antibiotics and follow up with their pediatrician. And then this is for well-appearing febrile infants. If you have a kid that is febrile but looks like snot, like limp, having trouble breathing, oxygen 60%, they're septic or they've had non-accidental trauma, something's going on. That's, they're not in the same category as a well-appearing infant with a fever that needs that workup, and they'll be resuscitated. So that's a little different. An ill-appearing infant that has a fever is a different concept than a well-appearing infant with a fever. That's basically all I got. Does that make sense? All right. Any questions? I have a question. Even if the urine, so if the urine looks bad, you still do a lumbar puncture? That's a great question. So in less than 29 days, yes. In the 29 to 60 days, some people will, some people won't. The idea is that by the time a kid has a fever and it's an infant, it's probably already gone to the kidneys, can get seeded in the blood. So it'd be almost a reverse way of getting meningitis. But I, 
Uh, personally, I think the research is going to show that almost all those kids don't have meningitis, and there are some. I can't remember the articles. There are some articles that show the rate of meningitis in kids with a UTI is in that age group is really vanishingly low, and we might not need to tap all of them. The other thing, though, is a tap is just not that big of a deal. I mean, it seems like a big deal to parents, and I get it, but it's not a very dangerous procedure. And so the, the risks are low, the benefits are high. You can say, no, he doesn't have meningitis, which commits him to yeah. two weeks of inpatient antibiotic, you know. Okay. Right. Um, so it's all that, you okay. know. But yeah, yeah, good question. Anything else? All right. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. The Emergency Medical Minute would like to thank our sponsor, Swedish Medical Center, for helping fund our nonprofit organization and make this podcast possible. Donations are essential to our organization to cover operational costs and fund the creation of our online courses offering AMA, PRA, Category 1 credits. So if you enjoy our show, and if you're able to make a one-time or recurring donation towards our organization, any amount is helpful. Please click the link in our show notes to make a donation. Thank you for listening.